0: About you got this and you got that And you murder this one, and murder that one. Yeah. all that am put it to you like this Yo this yo This is for the nerds This is for the brainiacs This is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back You ain't gonna touch me You not gonna do nothing You are not above me I bet you wish you was me I know that I know
1: what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the only friends podcast we have a very special one today as you all know the virgo moon is <laughs> the full moon is coming up thank god and, when is it? Uh, you know i'm not really sure
2: i'm not actually tuned in with this stuff as uh, uh, much anymore well
1: this this really fell flat because i'm reading off a piece of paper here that i did so begrudgingly just okay. to include you
2: oh well, yeah, I'm interested. Let me know what, what's going on, Astrologer Matthew. I,
1: I, I don't know. It says uh, the Virgo full moon is coming up. Let's have everybody speak on that. Are you setting all your full moon intentions?
2: <laughs> Let's have everyone speak on that. <laughs> Thanks, what Nikki. are your full moon intentions, Thanks, Melissa? Uh, I forget what you're supposed to do on full. I think that new moon is for writing your intentions and full moon is for manifesting them. Or maybe oh. it's the opposite. Mm. I don't remember.
3: Wait, what's the difference?
2: that between full and new?
3: No, between writing, writing and, and, manifesting. and manifesting.
2: Oh, I don't really know.
3: <laughs> well, one. <laughs> I, I'll just do. I'll just do both just, to be safe. One, I think. I think
2: one is writing is deciding what you would like, and then the then it comes. Oh, so direction. you have to decide
3: what you want to manifest before you Brian, start manifesting. I think what it is. I think, it. What, it is, I think yeah. it, okay.
1: what it is is the old, uh, adelage, the adelage. old adage. Adage. Yeah. The old adage of uh, wishing in one hand. Shitting, in the, shitting in the other. Oh, See which I one know. gets Seeing which first. One fills up first. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I think
1: that's where well, here, they're going. With here's this what one.
3: I'm gonna do. I'm gonna w- I'm gonna wish, and I'm gonna put. I want my intention to be uh, the Pirates make the playoffs this year. Okay. So tell me when I need to I start manifesting that's
2: like that. That's the kind of thing that you can manifest though, because it's like
3: out of my control yeah well, well, oh right that one's too yeah, big of that's an a little. Too too
2: big, big it's of an a little i mean let's be realistic here. you're being right? a little greedy Brian.
3: i mean, it's not that realistic. unrealistic that they they can make the playoffs oh. and a lot they expanded the how playoffs. about you just no, ask for a million got, dollars instead yeah, yeah. i mean
2: yes, exactly. i i mm, yeah I, I that's listen probably to, easier so when i go to sleep i listen to this um thing called lucky girl syndrome i saw
1: it on the fucking ipad in, in really? the sauna yeah. why is it
2: showing up on the ipad because well, you're
1: probably logged into to our oh, account oh
2: you know what <laughs> i probably am <laughs> look
1: at it's just eight hours of lucky girl lucky, Set girls, your lucky girl syndrome <laughs> and and it's so
2: funny because i'll be like sleeping and it's like it's like everything happens in my favor <laughs> i am oh, the geez. luckiest person I in just... the world. It makes me feel good when I wake up.
1: I mean, that's great. Honestly, it's great. Whatever it, works for everybody. Well,
2: because I think more I'm more power you. I just to try you. and combat what I naturally, my natural mindset is, which is like I'm unlucky. Like, well, I suck. Yeah. Well,
3: what's what's wrong so, with just being realistic that sometimes you're lucky and sometimes you're unlucky well, and, and, and accepting both fates I'd instead of be, just lying to yourself? Yeah,
2: I would rather be delusional. I okay. Think. Well, I mean, because that's I obviously think, what this well, is. Well, everybody who has been extremely lucky has been a bit delusional
1: that's true yeah that's true that part right? is for sure right, true. yeah so i mean there's an entire sector of of live tournament players that are just just flat out lucky would
2: you rather be and like, delulu would you rather be that or would you rather oh, I'd be love to be that miserable
1: i would love to be that but what, unfortunately well, I, I was born with a brain Lucky girl
2: syndrome <laughs> is it, at least you have it it's i've been listening apparently on the all for y youtube so mm. That's, you're welcome.
1: The, the company channel is getting a lot of plays. <laughs>
4: gonna, yeah, the, al- the algorithm is The algorithm is, is
2: going to be so weird. It's I didn't even so realize wild. I was logged into that.
1: It's, <laughs> like, it's
2: probably like toenail removal and like lucky girl syndrome. It's
1: like lucky girl syndrome and then Jocko Willick telling yeah. you to wake up at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, but that's good. Like, you know.
1: Uh, yeah, the, the masculine balancing the feminine. Yeah, duality. Yeah, yeah this is uh, honestly like I get it we're We're at a day and age where you know people are grasping at straws. We want to find a purpose, a meaning to life, a reason to I'm wake the up the next day in
2: the world I
1: understand i I understand <laughs> what drives it, but I don't understand how you end up there, like
2: at some point.
1: And, and honestly, like I'm trying
2: to think how I did.
1: This is going to turn into a tangent of uh, of sorts, yeah. and I don't mean it to be offensive, but it may and come off good, that so way. So it's
2: going to be offensive. So
1: it may come off that way, okay. but like it 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 reminds me of, uh, to some degree, organized religion, huh? cults. Yeah the military yeah. uh there's nothing wrong with any of these well maybe cults uh, we're, we're, maybe a little bit we're, we're not we're not fully it's sold not on great. cults yet but like you I, just I,
3: named all cult- no. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but 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 i mean like
1: <laughs> I, I do think that there's a purpose to all of these things right it's just there's a certain indoctrination that comes with uh fully committing yourself to the church or mm-hmm. to the, the the shield or whatever the case may be right uh-huh. and for me personally It's not that I don't understand how anybody could get there, but like for me personally, like trying to put myself in someone else's shoes, I can't connect the dots.
2: Well, so I'll tell you for me, at least like I, I don't, I don't see it as like an organized thing or anything. And I don't know if it works, but I know that I feel kind of better when I do listen to it when I sleep.
1: So it's like Pascal's wager a little bit
2: it's like feels like a free roll i mean what what's the negative
1: Mm -hmm. it's funny i used to always think of pascal's wager as a a free roll for anybody who's not familiar um pascal was an inventor computer scientist etc and he came up with this notion that it's a free roll to believe in god if there is a god and you believe in him uh then you're just like free rolling to get into heaven and if there is no god the belief the in purpose
2: him of believing in God is just to get into heaven.
1: Well, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. His, his point was the risk reward was asymmetric to the reward side. Yeah. And that there was no risk really in believing in God. And I Except used to, for the Holy Wars. Well, you know, that's not, <laughs> in that's God, not a solo Believing person. in
2: God is, is, well, this is kind of, kind of deep, but it's, it's not just being part of religion. You can believe yeah, in of God. Course. And, totally and, agree. Spirituality
1: know. exists outside of organized yeah. religion, et cetera. But, but, the the underlying root of Pascal's wager was basically that the the risk asymmetry, or sorry, the reward asymmetry outweighed the risk
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in you know committing to there being a higher power because <clears throat> heaven is the ultimate reward. And I used to think like, oh, that's really sharp. That makes a lot of sense to me. Like that's the orig- that's the origin of free rolling in my mind. Is just like, yeah. oh, well, okay. So I say I believe in this thing, and you know, potentially there's this uh, you know, amazing place just waiting for me that. You know, be welcoming with open arms, and then I presented it to when I was living with Dan O'Brien, like maybe 15 years ago. I kind of presented it to Dan
2: picture, (laughs) and and he's just
1: like. (laughs) You know, he's like just a hardcore atheist. Uh-huh. Uh, and he was really big Which into is Sam. honestly
2: just as... <laughs> That's what he it's, says it's do- Wager. Just as dogmatic as being for sure, hardcore. For sure, for uh, mm. you sure. Know,
1: 100%. But at the time, he was also like very... And I would say he probably still follows him pretty closely, but he was very into Sam Harris. And Sam Harris made a pretty strong argument against Pascal's Wager that also actually made a lot of sense to me. In the sense that uh <clears throat> the risk actually becomes that your life gets colored through the lens of this belief uh-huh. and that it seeps its way into What's your the
2: negative way that that happens.
1: Well, I would say that comes back to the original question that I asked of like, how do you end up getting so indoctrinated into any system mm-hmm. whatsoever? And I think that that was kind of the, the counter argument that Sam Harris was making is that like, by allowing now this belief to color your everyday life, Generally, it's probably going to provide a lot of good, especially if you need a direction. A lot.
2: I mean, yeah. I, it just like sur- surrender is something that a lot of people can benefit from. Right.
1: But the problem is there's obviously a tipping point, right? Sure. No matter what you're talking sure. about, it can be anything as simple as manifestation all the way up to as complex as
2: Well, people can, the get, in aliens. can get too deep in the weeds of things. Yeah, like but, conspiracy I, but theories. I think, but I think that that type of like person will get too deep into things... No matter what the it is that they're getting deep into, like the, they'll fall into weird, you know, subreddits of creepy shit, or either or, or they'll get into the internet weird... allows
3: for all of this. Yeah, you they'll could just right. literally like I think go further and further and further. Geared towards
2: yeah. extremism, they're gonna find it in whatever.
3: And
1: I think no matter realm. what we're talking about across the spectrum when it comes to beliefs, I think that. Every one of these systems is almost always publicly represented by the extremist. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like Mm -hmm. that's why I find like horoscopes and manifestation to be so woo woo because the people that I come across are the ones that don't like casually playfully believe in it. They are the ones that are sitting there with a crystal fucking ball telling me that, you know, my dog's gonna die tomorrow. And then
2: it's the same with like politics or anything. When you see the extremes Mm -hmm. represented, you're gonna be like, ew, I don't want any part of that.
1: Right. It's like Nikki's belief in conspiracy theories. Sure, yeah. (laughs) You know, she represents the extremes.
2: (laughs) maybe not she's not totally i mean she's not totally extreme
1: no i'm obviously fucking with her. but <laughs> uh, but it, when, when it comes down to it i think that that's the 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 underlying issue maybe, of like maybe
0: no, don't start
2: maybe dare i uh, p- propose an alternative maybe you dip your toe into a little bit of some mystical stuff and you might like it you're a pisces moon <laughs> We should um, buy him a crystal. Are you even sure
1: that I'm a Pisces yes, moon? Yes, like,
2: 100%. percent i okay. looked at your chart.
3: I, I truly don't know what any of this um, means.
2: But I think...
3: It's the position I, of to, the moon in I the sky when you were born, Bert. Come there's on.
2: some merit in believing to, in not everything... Because ha- even when you're describing like the Pascal's thing, you're like, well, this makes sense. This it, well, Sometimes it's okay that something doesn't make sense.
1: So that's the part that I actually can fully get behind. Mm-hmm. And why the why it doesn't bother me that all these systems of beliefs exist uh, in some sort of capacity is what I can very easily get behind and, uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm very susceptible to falling deep down a rabbit hole of any one system of belief. If Mm -hmm. anything, like, Sims should demonstrate that. Like, I still push back pretty hard against the thing that is most proven in our industry. But... (laughs) Nikki, eat a dick, bird.
2: chill. <laughs> I know, Nikki. Can you come? Can you come in? I need some backup
3: here. But <laughs> definitely is working for the, the thing, CIA. But, I know, right? Hundred percent. Him a and
2: Fed. Taylor Swift. He's such a Fed.
1: Yeah. Don't blow my cover. Uh, but the <laughs> thing that I do wholeheartedly believe in. up. the yes, the thing that I do wholeheartedly believe in is that like I don't know for a fact anything. Yeah. So like I'm open loosely to like dip my toe in just about anything but i am very hard against like being indoctrinated into anything
2: right but yeah. i think if i think it would be hard to indoctr like you have like a fear of being indoctrinated it's but not you a but fear. you it's, would I'm be very contrarian. hard to indoctrinate into anything
0: yeah
1: and and maybe this is a fault but it's like if you introduce a system to me my mind immediately goes to
3: picking apart how it fails
2: i think that's fine it's yeah. very engineer mindset.
3: Yeah. I think I'm kinda of yeah. the, the same way and that's where I that's why I kind of fall into like the agnostic uh part yeah. of, of like what believes like um, you know, like you got like hardcore atheists and then you have hardcore religious people and it's just like uh, you know, it's like, well, I don't know, therefore nobody knows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Yeah. Kind of thing, I, right. I I think yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like, fair. Yeah.
2: Like I it would be crazy to think mm-hmm. to say I know. I just feel like people everyone's sort of wired a little different and you just find a belief system that works for you. Like I don't follow religion, but I like to read lots of various like religious texts same, mm-hmm. and yeah, kind of just take what works for me. And like, I, I believe in God, but like, I don't, I think I, even I'm if you don't, religious. there's still a lot of value. Yeah.
1: Right. And, and like at the end of the day, like I agree with brian i think the, the 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 less controversial way to to measure this rather than talking about religion belief in god and stuff, like veganism versus like um uh carnivore diet right the two extremes mm-hmm. of how you can eat mm-hmm. it's like well i don't know science hasn't yet
2: you just have to do what works for you
1: yeah it's like what i do know is that the answer is
3: unlikely to be at those extremes you're about to get your dms flooded with both of them i'm sure you. and that's fine
2: <laughs> but it's just like you know like, it's like i'm different sure things work for different people yeah i'm sure
3: certain mm-hmm. people
1: can 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 experience those extremes and flourish but the vast majority of people will will fail yeah. at those extremes. i mean i think
2: we can agree that the extremes it's generally not healthy to be on the extremes of like anything
1: and i think that's like balance you know, in life is good. yeah i think yeah. that that's representative of of uh people who try to like shuttle you into the system so i i unfortunately like but you
2: also grew up like ca- like catholic right or yeah, hardcore, yeah. yeah. so that mm. makes sense Same. yeah
4: you know catholics have the ultimate cheat code burke which is <clears throat> confession well we can yeah exactly i mean like we can act a fool for you know 60 you catholic, 70 thoughtful? years am i the only run into the church confess your sins and mm. psh- Clean
1: slate. Yep. When when I grew up, uh we were referred to as buffet Catholics, where oh. we just, cafeteria
4: Catholics.
3: We would just Our pick and choose. you
1: did like you did
2: like the co- the confirmation and everything. Like. Uh, yeah, it was just- I got
1: chicken pox the week of my confirmation, so I never got confirmed. Really? You're not a real Catholic.
2: Mm. Basically, yeah, yeah. I was confirmed. So. I I grew up with zero religion. Like mm-hmm. I just found everything on my own when I got sober.
3: A lot of Catholics are the the cafeteria Catholics, dude, because there's like right. there's extreme stuff in the Bible and there's you know other stuff. So it's just like it's like, well, I believe in this, but you know that I don't believe in that well, because when that's they tell a little you that crazy. you can't jerk
4: off.
0: Right? It's just like, all
3: right, <laughs> I'm gonna start to
1: pick your, I'm gonna start to question <laughs> yeah. some things yeah. here. That- I, mean, I, I actually I actually
2: just bought a Bible like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh, this will be good to, like, reading before I go to bed. And then I was started reading, I was like, uh, this is like really. Like hard to it's read. The, uh, it's, <laughs> it's
1: very much the opposite. I saw yeah. my granddad's. It's, you know, uh, but it's it's honestly like the Bible should be made into a an action movie.
2: It it has been. No, like a
3: hardcore action but movie. I, like I, I mean, straight, Vester
1: Stallone stars as Abraham. Know, it, you <laughs> know, it kinda
3: it, the Old Testament kinda is like that. Demons, like angels, there's a lot of shit going on. Maybe down. I got
2: a bad version or something. Because the way it's written. A bad version. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> the translation She's reading
1: like the five-year-old's translation. Yeah. I need, no i
2: need the fire oh, right, because right. i'm reading it and i'm like why are there numbers next to everything like yeah. well, what the hell is mm-hmm. going on and then all of a sudden like it's like everything's fine and then the brother is killing the other brother yeah. and yeah. i'm like where did mm-hmm. that come from yeah. like did yeah. i to go? i think my processing is a little delayed or something because mm-hmm. i'm like wait i've got to go back because i can't i don't know what's happening i
1: might get the audio version the, the you know because i've only ever read it and i'm just not a but good I'm reader i'm really
2: interested in like sacred texts because like you know they've permeated throughout society yep. for years and years and years for like for a reason and i think it's cool to kind of like stuff that was being read a long long time ago yeah but it's I, hard I, <laughs> I
1: took a lot of theology courses as um uh what what's it called in college uh um, electives electives yeah yeah
2: i did too you, you had to like classes. fill
1: it with something it was like I, I'm kind of interested in this, but it's also very easy. Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. it's light work, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, so, but also yeah, you
2: get life less, like kind of like little life lessons, or like yeah, I, I, think, I think it's, it's similar
1: to philosophy, but like way less... I don't want to say less deep, but kind of less well, deep because well, it's less of a parallel. Well, like a
2: circle jerk because you're just going around going, well, what is it? Well, I don't know. It could be this. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. What is it? And then you're just going around but... and you're circle jerking and, and nobody... I'm like, hello, can someone just tell me an answer or something? Because like, what the fuck are you guys saying? The answer is there are no Yeah, answers. and they're just like, well, in this school of thought, it could be this or this. And I'm like, do you even believe anything? Like... <laughs>
1: well that's kind of the that's, that, you that's kind of the beauty the of, of philosophy yeah i don't is like that it's rooted in logic tell me
2: what you believe and you're passionate about i don't want to listen <laughs> to you circle jerk around and, whoa, well whoa this this word i think I,
1: I think that's good though i think it's good <laughs> to like reduce yourself down to a pile of rubble that just says like okay ultimately everything that i had like <clears throat> high conviction in isn't really rooted in much outside of like a feeling and maybe that feeling wasn't worth nearly as much to me as I thought it was. So you mm. start questioning things pretty deeply.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, right. But like with, with uh, doing a lot of theology courses, it was interesting because it wasn't, it wasn't just geared at Christianity. Yeah. Like we went through like a lot of the old uh, Greek and mm. um, uh, one of the other mythologies. I can't recall. Uh, Roman. Maybe uh, we did a lot of Egyptian stuff. A- anyway, it was, it was interesting because the, the through line was the same. For almost all of them yeah it was just the difference the between cool like part, i think yeah it was like the difference between one god or many gods well, but that's what
2: like, makes me believe that there is the sort morality of a, was the same underlying wisdom They're yeah, just translated in different ways but i think that's cool.
1: yeah i think it, i think everything becomes scary whenever then it just becomes like the sole focus you know
2: yeah yes unless it's the gym well they get caught up if it's up the on gym the- totally fine it's <laughs> fine yeah well, yeah, no, because that's when extremism starts. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, it, it's a... But But those, again, I think people that are geared toward extremism are going to find that, whether it's in religion or no, what they find, politics or, or What whatever. they find
1: is themselves on Hinge in Vegas. Oh. That's what they find. <laughs> and they're all about the new moon and fucking Venus is rising. So,
2: okay, I can speak to this because I had this phase when I was like... 20 and 21 i was like i got super into because i went from being a hardcore atheist mm. to being like oh because i think i had a crush on a guy or something <laughs> it always starts like this and then <laughs> and then i was like maybe you know maybe the, like crystals are real <laughs> Then okay. so so then i started to you know wait like, the guy was
3: in the crystals no
2: no i just uh like he didn't really like me, and I and I oh, was like going crazy yeah. over it. So then I I like. She thought she could manifest exactly. I thought, he, exactly, yeah. I, thought yeah. right. I could manifest him like me. Was his name
4: me. something like Sage?
2: No, his name <laughs> was Dan. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was very he was me as very a Dan. not like s- like you know woo woo guy. Um, and uh, then I just got into all the you know it gets a rabbit hole and you get into like because mm-hmm. I I'm definitely a rabbit hole person so I I could. Like fall into a cult at some point in my life. Okay, but I'm aware yourself. of it. Yeah. It's, know, sometimes it's I, fun to know about yourself. go I, down the it's, rabbit it's, hole, right? Very, because, like, I love it because yeah. I. It's sort of what drew me to poker because I'm like, this is a rabbit hole. No, yeah. But but like, um, you know, I got into all that stuff, and I think it's it's more like a self-discovery phase, and then you kind of ideally you grow you grow, grow out of it and find your own maybe personalized uh belief system, but yeah I definitely fell into it there's like hardcore self-help like oh healing and doing these like it connect to your inner spirit meditation and I was like meditating mm-hmm. for like two hours at a time and being like we, I was weird and probably going into psychosis or something um but then you like grow out of it I think but yeah there's a, a lot of girls I think go through that
1: yeah so I sometimes
2: think... it stays forever <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I, you know Mm. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs>
2: you I don't really know what do. to do with that piece of information? I really don't because
1: it's just the the, the challenge that I personally have with it is uh, everything you said there makes a lot of sense. You're young, you're in self-discovery, yeah. whatever. But it's like when you're 31 yeah. and this is what's defining your reality, right. it's really it's hard. It's a little
2: concerning. <laughs> maybe maybe not concerning but but but, you know happy and maybe
1: also not someone i want to brush elbows with
2: it's probably not a match for you they probably (laughs) should be with someone named sage
1: yeah sage
2: would (laughs) Um, they should be great yeah i think maybe you just need to find like a a computer (laughs) science woman or something
1: I, i don't know honestly i don't know because it's like i'm open to a lot of things but i also just like the rigidity of it all like it's weird for me because it's like i could say like hey you should go to the gym like everybody i would subscribe this to everyone on earth yeah everybody should just go to the gym more it's amazing and, for and, your mental health and like i'm i'm using the gym as like everybody should just be more active uh-huh. right like whatever it is if you're into sports or dance or Rock whatever what, what, yeah whatever it is don't care just go touch grass you know Move everybody should just
2: get
3: your heart
1: rate yeah, up. yeah get your heart rate up do some shit like four five six days a week like everybody should do, do that. some
2: shit you don't want to do
1: right and in my head that makes a lot of sense. And it's like that can't ever be bad advice. But there's definitely somebody out there listening to this that's just like, "Oh, you idiot." You know what I mean? Like yeah. and like that doesn't work for everybody kind of thing. And that's how I feel when someone's like, "Did you meditate on it?" I haven't it's meditated like it's in like years for what's worth.
0: I don't need to fucking
1: meditate yeah. on it. Like I I'm alone with my thoughts enough, okay? The last thing I need to be do is have well, them enclosed Jim, in I a think case. Gym
2: is form of meditation cuz you're being present with your body on purpose. Yeah,
1: yoga for sure. Yeah. 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 I don't I like yeah. to get in a that. of that's state. that's
2: borderline for for Berkey. Uh,
3: well, cuz <laughs> Because that's not what's happening for me in yoga. For me If you, ain't, me about, in yoga if you is, ain't about the namaste, get the yeah, hell out of my way. Think
2: about the namaste.
1: If, when I'm doing yoga, it is a very like one, two, three, four process. Like, okay... I b- what do boom, I do next? Okay, okay, I'm going to do that and I'm going to twist myself and I feel this this is strenuous. But you do, uh, do how you do see, see I I I'm breathing but, but I'm br- also are you struggling. Breathing? Yeah. You know are you breathing on right.
2: purpose? Are you in the flow? Are you in the v- Shavas- There's are you in the vinyasa flow? There's definitely a flow. What are you talking about? Flow? Like if
3: you're not doing if you if you're not in the flow then it's just you're not you're not getting the benefit of the yoga itself.
2: You have to like be breathing into the stretch. When I do
3: yoga like I understand that it's going to be a physical thing, but I also understand that it's going to be a mental thing. It's very and it's, mentally it's, calming. Yeah, it it you center your mind, you you like you know get, like you get into yeah, your body. Yeah, you get calm. Right. Yeah, for sure. And the the breathing helps all that. Right. You want to you know you match your Do breathing you see, with he's the movement.
2: doing I've learned all this from
3: Tony Horton. I hate you both. I, well, but,
0: but you really, it's right. like
3: it's like I understand. Like there's like that's it's just not, just not my
1: feeling when I'm doing yoga. I know, but, but, and because, but, it's not not even because it's try. a struggle for me. Like mm-hmm. no, I'm I, I'm relatively flexible. Not. I'm able to get through the motions. But, that's not, but
2: yeah, it's not I,
1: that. I I feel like when I'm doing yoga, it's the same mentality as when I'm running five miles. So whatever whatever mechanism is going on in my brain to get through the pain, or the long period of endurance that we Perhaps have to go the through
2: pain is being alone with your thoughts
3: mm-hmm. yeah partly, partly. <laughs> when i do yoga i feel like i'm like this is great it's a two for one because i'm getting a physical workout and i'm also getting like meditation at the same time
2: i just i i feel like i i definitely it releases some sort of brain chemicals that are very soothing
3: mm-hmm. nothing about it is soothing
2: like i me. i get like kind of blissed
1: do you get that when you run also
2: no like a runner's f- high I, well yeah mm-hmm. actually yes I used to think I didn't, but lately, like when I do car, actually, it's the same with lifting too. Like you just get that rush of endorphins and it's kind of like, it's like a you, very different feeling of feel what like you're you got explaining shot up with like drugs. Cause you're like, uh, you Oh, know?
1: so it's a very different feeling for me. For me, it's tunnel vision. I don't. I don't feel like some sense of bliss or relief or relaxation or anything feel like when that. The brain you just see right out. what's in front if of you. If I get a runner's high, like if I'm doing five miles or whatever, and I'm a mile and a half in, and I hit that runner's high, I'm just like locked. Mm. Like it's just like okay, the next three and a half is going to be, it's going to go by, and I'm not even going to remember it. I'm just like very tunnel vision. Okay. You know, like I can almost like hear the cadence of my feet tapping the ground something like that like i've had the same thing occur in been, yoga
2: that's a meditative yeah. experience oh. make sure to look
3: both uh, ways as you're crossing the street though yeah <laughs> but like but do you it, get it from
2: lifting like you feel yeah, the endorphins right i
3: feel all of this
1: stuff but all of it is just like a signal to me to go harder yeah it's it's the signal of like okay we've hit our that's our cruise interesting now i can increase the intensity for
2: me the signal to go harder is if i'm complaining in my head like if I'm going, oh, mm. I hate this. Then it's like just, you're not going hard enough. Because yeah. when I go hard, then I I am a little blissed out, and I'm not thinking about like right. oh, I hate this. It's just like, mm. oh, this is, feels kind of good. If
4: I would have done any of this stuff that you guys are talking about, I wouldn't be shopping for a girdle right now.
2: Papa's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> getting a girdle for what? the GPIs. so
4: Why are you? Sh- I, <laughs> I,
2: asked, I asked
4: Brian what he was going to wear to the show on Saturday. Okay. And he said a girdle? No, uh, I said I'm wearing a suit. He said a diaper. A suit a tie. A diaper and a suit. <clears throat> well, I only own one suit. Okay. And apparently I've put on a lot of weight since last year. <laughs> you don't I tra- look like you put on I tried many it on yesterday. Empanadas. It does not fit. But I think if I get a girdle, I'd rather spend money on a girdle than having to buy a whole new suit. Hold on. So.
1: You are legitimately.
2: He's getting a waist trainer. You're literally going. <laughs> uh, this
1: is not going to work. <laughs> I think it will. I, <laughs> Pray for bros'
4: insides. <laughs> like, what, Bro what doesn't fit? What doesn't fit? Cramps. The pants. So, or the, so or the, the pants jacket. Are, the pants are too. The pants are too <laughs> snug on. Uh, on my waistline, but I can still close them. It's just that my jacket. Like you can tell when I close the jacket, it's like wanting to like you burst. Got, you <laughs> like got a button might like fly a little off, off. hit Jeff going. flat in the head. Yeah.
1: This that is was, great. <laughs> this is great. The likelihood of him either splitting the seam in the ass of his pants. A button flying off and hitting someone in the head.
2: The girl's just gonna pop open <laughs> or, violently. Yeah, that would, that would or him, Chris
1: it in the jacket of like fat guy in a yeah. little coat. and just <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah! <Fat> guy.
1: <laughs> oh, something, something comical is is likely to happen. If that doesn't increase our likelihood of winning, I don't know what will. Do you guys know what you're guys. wearing? Uh, I don't yet. I, I'm not gonna I wear. I a overnighted
2: suit. a dress like last night.
1: I wore a suit the first two times. I'm not wearing a suit. You know, this time. I
2: didn't wear, wear. Not yeah. if not a suit. It's an f- a fancy event. You're gonna wear like sweats or what? No,
1: no, no, no. no. I, I have plenty of business cash. Business uh, cash. I'm gonna, but it's I'm not
2: gonna, really cash. Yeah, but it's not that's what I said. I felt really underdressed either. last year. Safe. I mean, I wore well, really I wore actually, like nice wore a pants dress. and
3: a, a shirt and a tie, but I didn't have a jacket. And I'm like, all right, I'll wear a suit. I think next it's year. different for a guy.
1: I, I think for women. um, it, it, Meaning we can go underdressed? Not necessarily underdressed. He's
2: like, Wait, I don't have to buy a girl. <laughs> That's what I
4: was just like. Well, up. yeah, All I
2: right.
1: think I think that yes, a shirt and tie would be plenty for you. You don't need the jacket. But I also think that there's like a lot wow, of. No,
2: it's a it's like black tie adjacent.
1: I mean, do you remember it's when the worst That
2: doesn't matter. We don't judge based on the like the worst dressed there. We, I understand. We judge based on,
1: uh, I guess what I'm getting at is that like. Um, I think for women it's it's probably you know evening gown ish yeah or uh if you want to wear like uh cocktail
2: dress okay.
1: yeah or like a suit even if you want to mm-hmm. go the the power suit
2: sure
1: <laughs> you know I mean yeah <laughs> hey, whatever, floats, you know, your whatever floats your boat whatever floats your boat but I think for guys like there's it, it, you see this at like big swanky events too, like the Oscars and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of room to play with formal attire.
2: I think I like in a
1: casualish way.
2: I like the look of um like a suit with no tie. Kind of just that's like a new that's button what's down. down.
1: yeah, there's yeah. also just like you can just go blazer, dress shirt, no tie, and then like chinos.
2: Sure, yeah, that's, okay. like,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a sport, lot of ways a to port.
2: Pl- yeah. A sport
1: coat, if you will. There's a lot of ways to play with. Let's see. What, what are we looking at? Uh, okay, got, we, we got, got some outfits yep. here.
2: There's Berkey in the background smiling at Robbie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, see, I think, like, how the poker boss is dressed. That's a good example of uh, playing a little bit with formal. Yeah, okay. Like, it looks like he has an NBA jersey underneath his suit jacket, and that's totally fine. Uh, now, this... Okay, like everyone jungle. was like,
2: "This is the longest." He looked I've good from heard.
1: like the waist up. Uh, the problem with jungle what
2: happened was on the waist down. What was he wearing? He
1: was wearing up? a non-matching suit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> he had navy blue pants, yeah. a yeah. black tux, or a black a black suit blazer mm-hmm. on, uh, no tie, and then I think he had brown shoes. The no tie look recall. was fine though. I think
3: the no tie. I like look the, look the no, no tie. is fine. I yeah. think the yeah. No,
2: yeah, I like the no tie look because the tie makes it a little more like businessy.
3: Yeah, agreed. Now, if you get a playful tie.
2: Oh.
1: I wish I could away. wear. I wish I could wear my burnt orange uh, suit jacket again, but I've I've worn it too many times. I think. Yeah. I wore it to the Super High Roller oh, and then I also right. wore it to the um, keynote speech I gave. Yep. Feel like twice as. Look
3: at Guapa though. He looked dapper.
1: He did Man. look good. Wow, Guapa, that thing a, doesn't fit anymore, huh? It
0: doesn't. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no. It's not even close. I like plaid suit a lot.
2: Conrad looks Pla- cool. yeah, Well, Platt is always dressed. Yeah, so dressed. Like Conrad's
1: a perfect well, example. He wore a Conrad's t-shirt.
2: like swag. Like he that's posts, what s- he's like has really good style. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. He wore
1: a, a black t-shirt with a peacoat. Yeah. Not, nothing yeah. about that's formal.
2: That's true. But you would see it on like an awards, um, like a red carpet. Like someone would mm-hmm. yeah, wear that. Yeah,
1: ex- exactly. Okay. That was, that was see, the point I was going to. I'm picking up what you're putting you, down. You look like the emoji.
2: I know. <laughs> I was, it was very prom. Like my dress this year is a little less like actually i like that dress a lot i but, like that dress but, it wasn't mm-hmm. an insult but no, you no. legitimately
1: look like the senorita emoji
2: thank you um no my my dress this year is a little more like warm fit
1: oh oh we've been in the gym yeah yeah i get it
2: gotta show it off
1: yeah <laughs> i understand I've, I've hit a bit of a plateau but so i, think I'm I might gonna go wear, a little looser i
2: think so i have my mom's like coat from the 90s that's mm. like has like it's back Yes. Well, okay. I've been it's kind of like I have a a bone to pick a little bit with like the current state of fashion things because
1: I've never been happier by the way. Everyone's like athletic gear is just like full force back. Oh, that I love. That I love.
2: But everyone's going oh, now we're doing mob wives and I'm sorry, but I've been into the mob wife thing since I was in high school and I've had my mom's old fur coats that I wear and I'm like, well That means that this is going to go out of style soon. And it's going to become cringe soon because everyone's doing it.
3: Right. So you kind of just have to like.
2: So I have to just go with the cycle. But it's annoying because I love that style. You know, let everybody know you started. the I started it and I've and yeah, these these are actual jackets from like the 80s and 90s. But but I have like a brown one that has like fur on the sleeves and it's kind of long I think am i I'll correct in understanding yeah. that
1: your biggest complaint here is that you won't get credit for the resurgence of a trend not
2: the resurgence of it it's just that it used to be sort of a unique thing and mm. now it's becoming like super popular oh, thing. right and then you know the life cycle of that is that it's going to become cringe
1: right Imagine michelle when michelle always complains hat. about that she's just like yeah. she
3: says the same thing she's like her friend Casey, her best friend, was like, "We were doing that in high school, and now like he's like, now these these girls are doing it.
2: They're bringing it, yeah. They're bringing all the stuff back, but uh. then it's gonna just become. She looks pretty. I like that dress. That's classy.
3: Yeah.
1: Imagine when the backwards hat makes its way back into the favor. Mm. They're, I not, think they're
2: I mean, guys, are they're, they're not wearing. even gonna credit me with it. They're, I know. No, they're gonna credit it. Kangaroo
1: Jr. It's it's uh it's a unique trend. I think like only Jim Rats like gym rats and a lot and of guys
2: look good with backwards hats though
1: agreed personally i agree obviously uh, <laughs> <laughs> i
2: think
1: i think it trends specifically into like uh, like athletic people and then like gearheads. guys that are just like you know monkey wrenching on a car all the time you know oh yeah flick the trucker it, hat i think on maybe backwards.
2: that's why like a lot of women like it because it's like sort of yeah. masculine, yeah a
1: little dingy a little dinged to it. you know you, you know you got calluses on your hand yeah yeah that's important we love the calluses you got to i mean it's it's,
2: guy it's a way of smooth, life uh hands here like conrad red flag yeah mm-hmm. Conrad's you don't a want a guy that flag. doesn't have any calluses i i, I noticed
3: it right. like i got like i'm getting all these calluses oh, enough. Now. enough yeah like, by the Jesus way Jesus. yeah, yeah. Tony, i like, relax six. see
2: yeah, yeah, I yeah, see them. Same. Wow, see yeah, them.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Really getting it in. Listen, right.
2: man, let me have
3: my moment, he, you know? it's working. Probably in the best shape I've been in, like, yeah. at least, like, five, ten years. Maybe. I know. So Wait till we get that T in you. I, <laughs> oh, my God. You see, this maybe. is what I'm saying, though. You we have, got the results, no, by the way. Here's what I'm saying. You won. Okay. Uh, Under what 450? Was it? Under 325. No, 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 no. Come on, now. 425. No, 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 no. no. 525 was no, the no, no, no. thing. was no. the line.
2: That's fine.
3: It's uh it's over four hundred, but it's under five hundred. Is it under four oh, fifty? Okay. Well we'll we'll just keep it at that. <laughs> he doesn't want it to so ball. I'm saying
2: what, what I told him is he should go yeah. on it but not tell you. Agreed. And and then like just slowly that would become be funny. like hot and you're gonna be like, What mm-hmm. the fuck is going on? Like it'll push me. I know. My, I know. Yeah.
3: My lipid test was uh that's the blood, right? Yeah. It was well, great. it's the hormonal yeah. or the uh the, cholesterol yeah it was uh the triglycerides were good the i think my
4: total cholesterol was 171 good yeah Yeah, good we've hit Uh, a record today guys we did uh for the most tangents in forty one minutes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well,
1: today's show is a tangent yeah. in and of I think itself. That the tangent exactly. shows are the best. I don't know if you've noticed, but when Melissa comes, we don't exactly stick to the script. Yeah, either. it's right, like right. my
2: ADHD brain comes in. And I'm like, Oh, and by the way, did you hear about this? And all of a sudden we're talking about like bubblegum flavors.
1: Uh we do have some poker to talk about. Landon made day two of the six hundred at the win, so good luck to him. That's Could why the young in. man is Pray not here bro. today. Pray for Bro. Uh Bro's
2: <laughs> been catching hatchets on, on Twitter
1: yeah it's rough
2: to be landing right now on twitter
1: i think uh i think he's just gonna have to suck it up i think best
2: he's pretty good at handling the
1: yeah i think best plan of attack for him moving forward is just like to win kind of
2: (laughs) put your head down and win yeah
1: being like homer you know falling into the bush and just disappearing until
2: i think you're right
1: mid-july
2: i think uh winning would be good yeah Winning solves everything. I've learned winning solves everything. They don't care until you win. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I I actually think like with the, like not the, it's a one-to-one comparison by any stretch, but with the airball thing, all the shit talking and all the, I mean, every single day there was a new fire taking place (laughs) on Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Galfond oh, is dragged. Was a, that
2: was like a golden age of like Twitter drama. Gelfand
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. was beautiful. like dragged into the middle of it, and he has to deal with like faces
2: this. every day. I mean, there was a point
1: where, like every single day, at some point in time, Gelfand was trying to mediate a dispute between the two of us, and it just resulted in Airball telling me to suck a dick for a buy-in. Yes, <laughs> and then he would just vanish. Yeah, and no more words would be spoken. So you know, like. Once all of that fleshed itself out in the public eye, I think one of the best things—and uh, you know, obviously this is a byproduct of having won the challenge—but easily for me personally, one of the best things or the decisions that I made was like, "Okay, I'm going to put out one last tweet, and then you're not going to hear from me no, until this it challenge was. is over." That
2: was like that gave you earned you a lot of respect because then mm-hmm. you just well, and you were like studying like a lot, and you were working really hard. So I think that people respected that
1: yeah especially since the last tweet was uh i just want to say to doug airball and the whole crew suck my fucking dick (laughs) tweet goodbye (laughs) you absolute cunt yeah i think that
2: the put put your head down and win is a good strat well yeah it's it's also like i think on twitter people just loved shit on landon yeah Uh, and also he catches a lot but he's but he's he's much better like than me at like dealing with people hating on him online.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I agree. He's good at memeing shit and like letting it roll off his yeah, back. He just but,
2: doesn't really like
1: but when it's perpetual and uh like I'm even noticing uh, I'm in a bunch of these threads with regards to the payout structure debate of <laughs> right. whether it's fifteen percent or twenty for the payouts. <laughs> oh it's not even directed at me. It's just I'm seeing the conversation that's that's taking place. Like generally I'm just a bystander here. I've i had my opinion but i'm not the focal point of this debate Mm -hmm. but i'm in all the fucking threads because i had an opinion and we talked about it on the show so like people keep adding me and stuff and seeing the way that two sides kind of interact with one another with no intention of arriving at some sort of middle ground or or compromise it's truly just like people shouting into the void Of like what they're absolutely certain about, when both are just like pretty dead wrong.
3: What's middle ground? Thirteen point seven
1: five percent. No, middle ground is <laughs> middle ground is better understanding the arguments for why twelve and a half yeah makes well, sense be to, to some to make people.
2: It less top heavy and distribute that
1: exactly. Right? That that ultimately becomes like I don't think there's anything broken with fifteen percent. Yeah. Um, and it's just that
2: people don't want to be mincashing for one point one x the buy-in or whatever.
1: Right, right. <laughs> and, and honestly, like if that is the world we live in, who cares? Yeah, like, there are no worse matter, things happening. yeah, no matter what. Whenever, whenever you're putting such an emphasis on like uh, the the worst case extreme. Which is just like, I'm always cash, Like, I'm Alan Kessler. Yeah. You know, whenever you're putting an emphasis. on min Right. When you're putting an emphasis on that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm I'm yeah, what Kessler. about us min-cacher? My
2: results are so Kessler. It's nuts. Like... <laughs> well, right. So it's like, you
1: know, nobody should have to fix a system for you. Yeah. You know, yeah, get better I, at poker. I agree.
2: I, I'm like, I'd like to stop mincashing.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I don't, th- basically, I don't think anything's broken. Right, yeah. I do think that there's an argument to be made to redistribute a lot of the top prize money because it does seem like even whenever it's only... I agree
2: only unless I win. win
1: Right, of course. Then
2: I would prefer all the money to be on that. Right.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is, is it, even whenever it's a smallish percentage of the prize pool to first, like 8%, which uh-huh. we see often in these big fields like the main and stuff like that, uh, it's not even so much that I want to see less go to first, although I think that's somewhat helpful. It's the disparity between First and second, first and third that is just so vast where it's like, what are we doing here? Like these guys signed up for like a one like, K
2: and especially and when it gets shallow. Like in the low stakes, it gets so shallow at the end. You're fucking flipping, flipping for like you're flipping for houses. It's and, yeah. and your average buy-in that you're used to playing is a tiny fraction of that. It's like insane. I think
1: that I think that we're reaching a culmination where um for a long period of time nobody knew anything like we didn't we just didn't understand the science behind the game itself the incentives of tournament poker uh etc cetera, etc cetera. and we just came up with somewhat of an arbitrary payout distribution right the golden rule if you will or anything in between yeah. and we just landed on some arbitrary numbers that seemed or felt like they made a fair amount of sense like 10 the first 12% of the fuel gets paid, you know, we're just going to live with this and it's going to be yeah. fun. And truthfully, like, it's, cho-
2: it's pretty good. choosing
1: something arbitrary isn't that big of a deal. But as we start to understand ICM more intimately, mm-hmm. now what's happening is the knowledge over how to properly, quote unquote, game the payout structure right. is really harmful to the actual tournament structure. And TDs are going to have to continually fight the good fight to now go against stalling, to go against slow playing, uh, you know to deal with the inaction that will take place due to the fact that like deep stack poker isn't actually incentivized when there's a lot of icm on the line and it's a whole lot of you know waiting around while the stack that has leverage now leverages the stack that you know is fucked the most and which
2: is great when you're the one that has the leverage of course very fun
3: but you know otherwise only a couple people have the privilege you know know. it's funny because it's kind of a good (coughs) point maybe like the less uh percentage that they they pay out then the more stalling there will be for sure right that that's an yeah. absolute certainty yeah for sure so it's just like if you make the if just you get just get the bubble over with exactly. and then let's keep playing exactly i think there's a
1: strong yeah. argument to expand it to 20 percent and give a half a buy-in back yeah right because like you just eliminate the bubble right. and honestly like it neutralizes a lot of professional advantages too because we do we ravage the bubble yeah. uh, don't include me by the way when i say we i mean like people who play Tournament tournaments professionally
3: right. yeah, yeah. That's I'm where, sure you rage the bubble of, if you ever get there. Oh yeah, that's where a lot
2: of Well, you just don't give a don't shit give about ICM. Right. He, he'll just like I see it, it, it for and be like people. I don't care about ICM cuz it's for pores. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, that's where a lot of like pros mm-hmm. will get get huge stacks is on the bubble cuz yeah. they can leverage it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I think like we're finally getting to a point now where it's it's going to in the near future be not necessarily required but heavily incentivized to have TDs that are former pros and understand the ICM model really well. And what that will have or what will, what should come off of that is there'll be a lot of innovation. Mm. And I expect you'll see really flat final table payouts mm. where like, you know, you may have an instance where first place is a million dollars and ninth place is like 400k.
2: That's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah. But it makes a lot of sense, right? It does because
2: make- yeah.
1: If, you, if you do that at specific uh, intervals of the tournament and then you just have like a flat pay for like large chunks, like 15% down to 10% all same amount, 10% mm-hmm. down to 5% all same amount, you do stuff like that, it really eliminates a lot of the structural issues that ICM presents to the actual gameplay. Right?
2: basically, like stalling. Uh, it, it might for years, well, we the thing wanted these it,
1: slow, steep climbs because yeah. we wanted people to be incentivized and feel good about making the next pay jump, mm-hmm. even yeah. though it was only a few bucks. But now, ICM's saying like that few bucks is really price yeah. worth a lot. But that could also yeah. And
2: then you have some French reg who's tanking for a seventy dollar pay jump when the levels are twenty minutes, <laughs> and yeah. I want to blow my brains out. Well, that's out. the thing. Right. If you
3: have these, if, but the thing is, if you do have like these long uh, chunks of the same payment, and then a, and then a and then a jump, that's going to introduce more stalling again.
1: Well, it'll it'll right, introduce right all they're, those they're different, different there'll be like no mini what. bubbles all
3: the way through. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll,
1: it'll introduce no mini what. bubbles. You're correct. Right. You're correct about that. But um I don't have an answer for it yet, but I think that that's an easier problem to solve than just a gradual incline mm-hmm. the whole event. yeah Where now what happens with at least at least <laughs> when you have mini bubbles everybody's aware. That they are on a bubble Right And they can all act accordingly Mm -hmm. When you have the gradual one Now you have like
2: Certain people are acting As if it's a bubble And others are not I'm the one that's not And I'm pissed off You
1: have a percentage mm -hmm. of people That benefit From slow play and then a percentage that benefit from playing fast. It's like, what are we and doing it's, here? It's like random at how they're mixed, yeah. you know? So like there's a big edge gain now for the small percentage of people that are just like, fuck the structure, fuck you, fuck you. All <laughs> I want to do is make my $18 pay jump and I'm going to sit here and waste as much time as possible to mm-hmm. do so.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, I, I think that, you know, uh, we're in a unique industry where professionals actually can shine a lot of light on industry standards uh, in a way that most other arenas don't really offer i would say the closest correlation to this would be like a rules committee in the nfl or something like that right like offensive linemen defensive linemen they could offer a lot of insight to a rules committee whenever it comes to things like holding calls and other like in the trenches penalties that are or are not called safety stuff like that right for us it's kind of similar We can shine a light on a lot of the ways that money is being exchanged from professionals to wrecks and vice versa and try to figure out ways to level the playing field as much as possible and make it a pleasant experience. But, you know, right now, that's not TD's specialty, right? Their specialty is figuring out the ways to keep people showing back up, Mm -hmm. make sure that they leave with a happy experience or enough money in their pocket that they'll play the next event tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the uh, maturation process of live MTTs are.
2: Did you see Beyonce has a new song called Texas Adam?
1: I saw it. And she, she went country, right? I saw it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just yeah. I was She's like,
2: wondering, is this a hint at maybe a poker boom coming?
3: Mm. I know, I like feel
2: for, like for years, poker boom's coming. So,
3: coming. Hope uh, it's not a top signal. Katie, Katie, Stone, <laughs> might be. Katie Stone tweeted
1: something that I actually think is interesting because um, but
2: that's what inspired the question.
1: Right, so she basically said don't be mistaken this is a signal that casinos are coming to texas and i actually think that she's probably on to something um we've known for a long time that uh is it tillman that owns the rockets and the golden nugget i'm pretty sure uh he has so he owns the golden nugget and other casino properties uh around the united states Uh, And for a long time, he's been fighting to get regulated casinos into Mm. Texas. There's a
3: lot of lobbying, right?
1: A lot of lobbying. Couple that with Cuban now having sold his interest in the Mm -hmm. Mavericks Uh for what seems like a potential partnership with some level of gaming because there was a conflict of interest there. Right. Um, It does seem like all signs are pointing to Texas being the next... Frontier that we're going to see legalized Gambling it's in some amazing capacity. that
3: they don't have Casinos yet. like they, I mean the whole yeah. country At this point I mean
1: it really speaks To the, the yeah it really Speaks to the level of politics that are Taking place mm-hmm. there and like just how red So much of the state is mm-hmm. um, But I, I think that It'll be an interesting proposition because If we see this move forward In the next three to five years or maybe even Faster like if this is truly a signal of like There's been a lot of churn behind the scenes and you know maybe this is only a couple of years away from from taking place that's going to that's really going to level a lot of these private card rooms i just don't see a world in which they get uh, regulated gaming and have an actual gaming commission and still allow these like private card rooms to exist in any capacity
3: it would and and i mean just think about the level of security one to the other just right. like there's a lot of benefits of just going into a casino and playing yeah and there's going to be well it's not even
1: about your consumer choice right like imagine here in vegas trying to prop up a bunch of illegal card rooms right yeah you know in storefronts yeah right you would get raided so fucking fast yeah right you know it's tough enough to even run like a rake-free home game here Mm -hmm. without some level of concern yeah uh i would be very hesitant to fuck around and find out in that scenario so yeah i mean i personally think that like that would be a great step forward for Texas. But I also don't have any interest in the card clubs. Like, I don't have a piece of any of them. I don't... You know, their survival doesn't make or break me in any capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I'd be interested, I guess, from, like, the locals' perspective of if they would rather see it move into a regulated environment or if they're, like, really happy with status quo. Right. I think the other version...
2: It just seems like right if it moves more regulated, there will be more players. Yeah, for
3: sure. I would think. For sure.
2: If I lived there, I probably would.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, just having the casino brings the random foot traffic in it itself, right? Yeah. It's Just like you have a. Oh, I I'll imagine
1: one single there. casino in Austin would do better than every card room combined. Yeah. I would. I would have to imagine mm-hmm. that to be
2: true. Also, like a lot of high profile people live there now. Exactly. And, you know, that, that was my, why I picked a lot of Austin. money has has moved there, and. Right. I don't know. And, but I don't know. It's, it's a little spooky that Beyonce has this song. And and I'm thinking, well, maybe, it's because maybe people of are going to be searching. It could. She's a Virgo.
1: Oh, okay. Well, hey. Wait, I don't know. I think. I, I don't know anything. I, don't, I actually
2: don't know. I think she is. Okay. you please confirm. Um, but, <laughs> but like I'm thinking, well, people are going to be searching Texas Hold'em. Then some Ooh. algorithms are going to be mixing. Then maybe this will
1: be the Taylor Swift effect a little to domino poker domino. we're that, looking for. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: Be, then all of a sudden, Beyonce she's divorcing Jay Z to date Mattisau. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why Mattisau? It's like
2: the funniest. Like, it, like when I posted him with Ice Spice, <laughs> he like retweeted it. I was like, this is so funny mm-hmm.
3: to me. Like, it is nice that we lean into the or th- or, or maybe it's like a throuple with with him and An Kessler. Ice
2: spice? Oh oh Kessler Kessler <laughs> yeah. Kessler, Kessler Matisau, Matisau, and, and Beyonce? Beyonce. Yeah, man. I'll, maybe I don't think Kessler can handle be Beyonce's what's going cooking. On. <laughs> Yeah, but he'll hook her up with some comps. I feel like know? she cooks with
1: some spice, <laughs> though. You know, like, I, I feel like he would just be like turning his nose up.
2: I don't think she could. Some Cajun I think chicken. She probably has some people do
4: that for her. Yeah, maybe. They can perhaps. make him some boiled chicken. That's true. That's Matt, true. before we move on, can yeah. borrow. A hundred and thirty-four bucks. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god!
2: Wait, look at the crotch.
4: First of all, what what makes them <laughs> this decide? <is> so funny. <laughs> what makes them decide
1: to get a guy who's absolutely fucking? I all. Has My
4: body type, right? <laughs> A more yeah, beautiful. where's the representation? <laughs> right. That guy does Bro. not need a girdle. That girdle What's going gonna... on?
2: Why is his crotch part black?
4: I would assume that way he can use the restroom without having oh. to take the hole. Oh, just, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. a little hole action. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Uh, Gu- Guapo, you
1: don't need this. I have a roll of duct tape. I'll fix you up <laughs> nice. Oh,
4: that's good thinking. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: We'll, we'll take care of you. This so isn't going to work. I just work. got
2: one of those, though. I got some shapewear for... Because, you know, it, it helps to suck you in.
1: I don't know anything except the everything's a fucking facade right yeah everything is, is real everything i see with my eyes is fucking off yes. More or less well, Nothing well is especially
2: real. if you're looking on social media because oh, yeah. so Forget many it. people just edit their picture that's not even a real yeah. person it's just ai <laughs> yeah well now they have the ai influencer. i found right. one last yes. night I, and yeah. i and it was like to me it was so clear so it was the ai because yeah. it was like glitching the mouth was weird <laughs> but then in the comments it's all these guys like, oh beautiful yeah. oh i love you and i'm yeah. like oh my god like they're they're duped and it's not even good AI yet <laughs> right,
0: right
3: right and I, this right.
2: person had three hundred fifty k followers yeah well, there, There's
3: aren't there like like uh influencer like farms yeah. right where they just had these people go in and they just like create these AI and create these profiles and mm-hmm. and just try to build them up and because they just, use
2: real bodies, but they right. just put someone else's face on oh it, yeah, okay, which seems I mean if they used like my body I think put the whole thing was it, gen- like AI
3: generated. There's some that are just the whole They use right?
2: a, they use a body cuz I think it's not quite there yet. Like mm. even when you look at the faces it's just like pretty glitchy and and I think they missed I, I they, saw the one hands that w- get messed up. I saw
3: one that looked like super super
1: realistic. Yeah. Yeah. They're I ready. hope I get to live on as an AI. I hope at some point they just
0: I know, just know. Hope for the future generation your you to, don't. The, uh, to the the internet <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like
2: God, this guy is. Just
1: I'm <laughs> more excited for the ghost of Berkey to start to You're just start gonna tweeting. be starting
2: arguments with J- Jen Alston. <laughs> Someone's gotta it. do it, you know.
1: Someone's gotta question. <laughs> Haven't you
2: guys considered the good faith? <laughs> They're like, what is this AI guy talking about? See,
1: this is why you hate philosophy.
2: <laughs> yes. I I, gotta, I I thought I would love it, and I they took a philosophy class. and I was like, This everything. is horrendous. It's just a bunch of like dudes that are like jerking each other <laughs> off.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, well, most things are actually. That's that's fair. (laughs) You'd be surprised.
2: That's fair.
1: Um, all right, let's get into this week's in the muck or today's in the muck, I
3: should say. Yeah, let's do that. We'll do that. Sorry, Guap. Yeah, let's do that.
0: (laughs)
1: All right, we have a user submission today. There was a long, lengthy discussion on the solve for y Discord regarding this hand. Uh, I think Laman is going to walk us through it if he has the details.
3: Sure, I think I do. Okay. Uh, from, from, my, from my brain. Right. Damn. Okay, yeah. So um, this is a game at, uh, I believe, Parks. They're playing 10-10. Yep. Uh, we, the hero is in the big blind, and it folds through the button, who makes it 30. So, small blind folds, uh, and the big blind has king, seven of diamonds, and uh elects to call. We get a flop of ace of spades, king of clubs, seven of clubs. Uh, our hero, Bill, checks, and now the button bets uh, pot for 70. Our hero elects to call. Turn, he turns a full house with the king of spades. Um, he elects to lead, we call that breaking flow, and he he leads about 15% pot, which is uh, 30 into 210, and the button folds. All right, Uh, let me ask you guys
1: uh, a little bit the general consensus here. So uh, I talked a little bit about this with Brian before the show. Uh, so he's he's a little more prepped, but okay. I'm curious if you're, you, you've studied these spots enough. I, I think you can give a little bit of insight. Um, so, just generally speaking, this board texture, you're going to face a two sizing scheme most often. Yeah, uh, it's usually going to be three e or small.
2: Yeah, you over bets. Yeah, oh uh, uh,
1: yeah. Generally, the over bets are going to be driven by three e, whatever the yeah. the spr is. So, I think in this particular instance, at this spr, I'm guessing. Oh, uh, what are we looking at? Flop SPR is 10 to seventy. One, and, about 150, right? uh, 10 to
3: one fifty, right? S three, one hundred fifty percent.
1: No, I think uh, it's gonna be like one twenty.
2: Three. What's ten to one on flop or what?
1: A uh, little bit. No, that's on turn. Flop is seventy into one, oh, almost two so K. Like so, so like twenty eight.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, ten to one would be eighty eight percent. So yeah, maybe like one. F- 110 115
1: uh, uh, yeah i think it's gonna be like 115 120 somewhere in that neighborhood um so he misses three e a little bit but like that's fine yeah, people are just fine. naturally going to gravitate towards like pot yeah yeah type of of sizings um what i guess like what leads people to being in the muck here is poorly constructing uh both as the better and the defender let's only analyze it from the defender's aspect because that's who our hero is in this particular instance. Mm-hmm. So when you face this uh, polarizing size of pot to three, whatever the case may be, how do you personally carve out your defending range here?
2: Um, I mean, I'm defending. I think you can start folding some under pairs to that size, but like, obviously, like any king, any ace, um, obviously two pairs. Like, I like the call as opposed to raising first that size. But, uh, yeah, I think you start folding under pairs and then just defending, like, paired on the board and then, I'm like, I don't know, do you even start folding, like, lines and
0: uh,
4: I would R- assume... Versus a pot bed. Yeah, I, mean, I think.
2: Yeah, right? I would assume part,
1: so. Yeah. So, what...
2: Because you don't really improve, like, at all.
1: So, I learned this spot pretty intimately playing heads up and the spot, or the part of it that I had previously missed in my study, I guess, or lack thereof, uh was what you do in this spot is insanely suit dependent. Okay. Um so whether you're talking about your seven X defends, your King X defends, or if there's any under pairs that continue, I, I imagine hands like nines probably I think just you, mostly yeah, fold. Yeah, I
2: think you fold like
1: But if they don't, they absolutely have to have the front door. Right. So you can only ever continue with the pairs that have a heart. Uh and when it comes to your King X and 7X you're going to defend all of your backdoors. So all of your 7X of spades, mm-hmm. all of your King X of spades, those are going to be pure calls
2: okay. in
0: mm-hmm.
1: some sort of capacity. And just
3: for a reminder of the board, uh, for our audio listeners, the board is uh, Ace of spades, King of clubs, Seven of clubs.
1: Right.
2: And we have King Seven of diamonds.
1: Yes. Right. And then on top of that, your other calls from those hand classes, the King X, the 7X, mm-hmm. will only be your King X with a heart. So if okay, you have yeah. like... Uh, if you have like King Jack off and it's diamond, uh, like diamond heart, mm-hmm. you just fold.
4: Why, why is this?
1: Uh, because you need you need to have a backdoor flush draw to continue with less than an ace.
2: Yeah, because it's like so heavily favoring their range. Correct. That- You're
1: just when you face three e, you you face the follow through at a really high frequency, yeah. except mm-hmm. on flush cards. Right. Right. So right. like, it's very important for you either to be able to make a backdoor flush through the spades which is there's one spade two clubs on the board or you need to be able to back into uh, a four flush with clubs mm-hmm. so the only time you continue with your king x here is whenever you have king and then your kicker is a club uh or you have or king like x of spade no you don't want to have the single spade because now you're blocking his back doors which are hands that ultimately uh he'll surrender with at some point whenever right, it doesn't come through would want
2: you to have sorry
4: that, i was course. i was thinking of our our king our king x of spade spade that doesn't three bet pre-plus
1: yes king x of spade spade but not king x of spade yeah
2: one not. Spade.
1: Right, i got you right right yeah so the point being is that like you have to fully have a backdoor draw
2: you have to be able to make a flush
1: yes you have to be able to make a flush so you don't want to be you, you don't want to have like a single uh backdoor blocker like yeah. one single spade uh, but you are very happy to have one
4: single club. Mm-hmm. And, so reason, and the reason we're games. narrowing our range so much is because he used this size, right? Correct.
2: Well, okay. and the board is just so just favoring so, him right. over us. Right. Like, it's just yeah, like, that, so uneven that, that right. he gets to like do a lot of shit to us. Right. He has aces, so we, we, don't. Need, he has we, kings, we don't. He has kings, we don't. He
4: has ace, king, Same thing as king,
0: right? Yeah. Right.
1: There's nothing we can do to uh, close the gap of nut equity. No run out can really do that for us except for club club type of stuff. Um, and you're you're correct. You don't really check raise here very often. Yeah, I would estimate it's very low. I
2: think it's super low. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, probably like sub five percent that yeah, you find check raises it's just here. such
2: an imbalance in what, whose range of favors? right.
1: Mm-hmm. Different when you face quarter pot, right. Uh, I would assume that you have a, a lot more of a robust check carry, sure. raising range. Like now your King X of Spades might be able to do some check raising, yeah, instead of just calling
2: because all their strongest hands are gonna go bigger. so.
1: Right, and that's a really big concept that I think people miss in these spots is they forget about how ranges fragment Mm -hmm. whenever a certain action takes place, right? Right? Like when you check call versus quarter pot, your range is shaped quite differently than when you check call versus 3E. For sure. At least it should. Right, Yeah, (laughs) or or so it should, right? Right. Um, And then the other thing that I think people miss is that king-queen is a pure continue always. Yeah. Right. Uh, reason being is backdoor that
3: straight equity.
1: No, it's just your strongest king. Okay. And in position, it's also their strongest king, so they fully bet it, or like, or maybe not fully. Maybe they mix it. I don't know, but like, it actually works its way into the the, the three e size. Yeah. yeah. Um. So when king queen is present there, you you are uh, and then also they're gonna bet like some of their king acts with backdoors. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to dominate that. Right, so right. you want to if tie or dominate? Like
2: King eight yeah. Or, you know.
1: yeah, you want to ensure that you have enough King X calling through because you have so much weak Ace X that's going to become indifferent later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you want to be able that, to improve in the, certain the, ways. The, like you, the, know, you don't really have Ace Queen, right? Why, so a why, Queen needs to
3: be a good card yeah. for you. Why does the as the uh, imposition player? Why does the King Queen want to bet? Because if if they're fo- if they're straight fo- value, why they're folding all their King X? They're folding all their. If you have King Queen, no King of Spades. There's a lot more that's calling though. Yeah. You know
2: like the. We were talking about like the flush draws, like yeah. I guess right.
3: I guess you get yeah. I guess you do get uh, calls X, from 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 the back doors from like, all the King X back doors and the um, and the flush draws and you also want to have hands.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well, first of all, you want to have coverage on all turns, so you don't want a king to come off and be recl- um be restricted exactly. to just having aces or ace yeah, king right yeah a lot That's also like, true too yeah. Yeah. people right. will
2: only bet the top pair on flop and right. then you know the, the middle pair right. pairs on the turn and then they They're check and then they just yeah, yeah. get ravaged uh
1: and then secondarily to that you you also want to um be able to create your range in such a way that uh you are forcing your opponent to be indifferent with different chunks of their range so what i mean by that is that you want to be able to have Hands that fit into every single action bucket moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. King-Queen is a really nice hand that's going to bet uh, bet Geo on the flop and then often check back the turn. And you're going to match that with like some of your weakest aces mm-hmm. that choose to bet Geo on the flop. Like mm-hmm. maybe ace 10,
2: ace five. no backdoor yeah.
1: uh, goes for the large size. That's very often just going to be put into now a check back range on the turn. So right. you don't want to only have ace 10 right as the bottom of your range when you Mm -hmm. check back right you want to have some king queen in there you also want to be able to have like some 7x uh you know whenever we get into the wizard
2: and like six five probably stuff like that like stuff that can turn um turn gutters yeah
1: yeah basically as the button you want to obviously have your geometric sizing where you just go pot 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 all in But you also want to be able to have the large size check back and either call river or be able to bet if check to again, Mm -hmm. you want to be able to bet twice and then check back river. You want to be able to fulfill all the lines. You don't want to just be prescribed to, okay, I started with a geometric size on the flop. Now I just have to either go with it or surrender. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's. Whenever you're Do what
2: the board tells you to do. Yeah,
1: whenever you're, when you're crafting these, like when you're theory crafting, so to speak, because you don't have full vision over what a solver would do, but you're just logically trying to take hands and bucket them as you see their incentives, uh, you want to be able to think through more than just one line. You don't want to just think, like, okay, what hands? I know Ace King wants to just bet three times, so that's there. Yeah. Uh, And I'm just going to build around that. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, you fell short. Right. Because now that range is like way too value heavy. Even if you have the appropriate amount of bluffs in there, it's just not enough. Like, because those bluffs have a lot of equity. If you're including hands like Queen 10, Jack 10, like those hands still have a fair amount of equity. You know, you need to have uh, some other hands that like just benefit from getting one street of value and then showing down. Yeah. Um, Which becomes pretty tricky to people, I think. Uh, what do you guys think about the turn lead? like it. Go on. <laughs>
2: uh, I just don't really see a reason to to do it. I mean, I, we're not... It's not for protection. We're betting really small size. I just don't really understand the purpose of it. Um okay. And I think that, like, sometimes you'll see in, like, Button versus Big Blind, or um, I think maybe it happens more like EP vs. Big Blind, where it'll be, like, let's say... Um, ace five, three, five, and then you'll see big big line lead for like a, a somewhat of a big, maybe three quarters or something.
1: So what if this were a seven? Would you think the lead made more sense? Yes. Interesting.
2: But I, I still am not so sure about it with the ace king. Mm-hmm. Um, Because
1: it's just his board. I think it, yes. Yeah.
2: Right. I, I, this is just so Button's board that like even if... um he's gonna have some checkbacks but he's also he's gonna have a lot of bluffs and you're just kind of like like what are we doing
4: you're making his life easy yeah. okay so let's well, let's I, mean, uh,
2: I don't know because it's a small size it's just sort of let's pull in the- that thread
1: for a second how often do you suppose he follows through with go2 now on a turn king
2: probably not as often um but i mean it's pretty good for his reign
4: we're talking about the button right yeah yeah why wouldn't he <clears throat> Well, I mean, that's it's a great just, question. It's, it's a great board for him. Okay, like who guys, has more? Like you guys King, stated earlier. Well, who has is more? Is, once,
1: once we pick the geometric size on the flop, who is more condensed to King X in their range? Button. Are they?
2: I don't know. Are they? No. No, because <laughs> no, remember
3: the the, oh, yeah, the we're, big. The button, only the, betting King Queen. They're only betting King Queen. Oh, in the, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the big. So blind, maybe we do lead here. So. Taking Just that
2: feels a step, taking me. that a
3: step further, but I
2: don't think that's the size we would lead for, is it?
1: Um. Well, before we get to that, uh, stick a pin in that question. Taking that one step further, if the turn were a seven instead, hmm. who has more seven x?
4: Button. Uh, I think the big blind.
2: Well, let's see. We're only calling really like seven x. Well, are we folding seven? Yeah, we're probably only calling seven x with backdoor.
0: Right. Right.
2: So probably button
1: it's, it's going to be really close and more well, I have it backwards more importantly it's going to be pretty insignificant yeah. because neither range is going to have very much 7x so it doesn't really even matter who has the asymmetry uh, what does matter is how much of their range is 7x right and the answer is very very little yeah. whereas like when you look at the king x a lot of the range is actually king x for both Uh huh. but once they choose the geometric size on the flop the button crops off the vast majority of the king x that he possesses all of the king 10 king 9 all of these hands they're super low frequency and generally only the backdoor variety which now fell
2: so i guess like the this bet is is really just targeting the like asex that would bet flop check turn
1: yes okay. which is
2: that's fair then
1: so that that's yes basically to answer your previous question you have it backwards i think
2: yeah i have it backwards i would
1: imagine mm-hmm. on a 7 we don't lead very often right and I would imagine we face a bet at a really high frequency on a seven. Mm-hmm. But on a turn king, my best guess is that we only face a bet like maybe a third of the time, if not less. Yeah. And, and that like the purpose of this lead is actually going to be extracting value. Right. Because a lot of our range is but just think incentivized it's too here. too
2: narrow of a, of a portion of the range?
1: No, because we're going to lead our ace-x. We're going to lead our flush draws, our turn backdoor draws. We're going
2: to lead our ace-x?
1: Yeah, not all of it, but like in a mix. You know, we we still have like Ace Jack, uh, which is just going to get value from some of mm, his okay. range.
2: Get behind that.
1: Um, but more importantly, we're only betting quarter pot, so now it just comes down to how frequently do we get raised, right? And that I don't was, think
2: very frequently.
1: Did you say yes or no? I don't think so. Right, because of the same reason why we wouldn't face a bet very often. Yeah. When we check. Yeah. So if that's the case then we kind of position ourselves now into getting to the river
2: mm. where
1: geosizing isn't really available anymore. Yeah. We kind of take away his ability to be all in. Right. Which is really, really interesting. Um, my initial instinct here when I first saw the hand, uh, and I think that it's a good one, but Brian pointed something out very interesting to me that made a lot of sense. My instinct was the King of Spades is really bad for us to lead. Mm-hmm. Because so much of our King X is King X of Spades. Mm-hmm. But LaManna kind of pointed out very, uh, very craftily. Craftily? Mm. Is that a word? Crafty? Um, that so is the button's betting range. And since the button has so few kings to begin with, eliminating kings from his range actually just strengthens our range on this card as opposed to weakening it.
2: Okay.
1: So my instinct, and you know, we haven't looked yet, so I'll be curious, but my instinct was king of spades probably gets led at a lower frequency because now we have fewer king X.
2: I just, I don't know. The size is, is throwing me a little bit.
1: Because you just want to basically say king or no king?
2: I, ca- I just think it should be bigger. Our range is
1: still pretty linear.
0: Yeah.
2: Do we want to go small?
1: You just have to when you're pretty linear. Because we have ace X. We still have front door and back door flush draws. Uh-huh. And then we have king X. And if we go king or no king, we don't have the natural polarized bluffs. Like yeah. we, don't, if you, we don't have queen 10 off very often. Mm-hmm. Does
2: it matter that we're unblocking both flush draws?
1: Um I mean, it's only helpful whenever we have this particular
3: hand. Right, like if you make a polarizing bet, now you can't bet ace jack. Yeah,
2: Correct. okay. Right. Yeah.
1: And and you also struggle to bet like flush draws because mm-hmm. getting raised is a nightmare. A nightmare. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um and we don't have like the natural bluffs of like queen 10 red right it just doesn't exist because we folded it, it exited folded on, on the, the flop. flop yeah yeah so it's uh it's pretty interesting that he found this lead here hmm. uh i think bill is like theoretically doing pretty well here hmm. i imagine we probably lead here like a fair portion uh I, you know kind of spoilers they they were they were talking a lot about it and they said that they found a really high lead frequency i hmm. would have i would have guessed that it's still pretty low Mainly because also, mainly I, because it's the king of spades, and when I say low, I mean like thirty percent, um, where they were finding like upwards of seventy percent. Seventy percent. It'll it'll be because it shifts because, the is so because you you asymmetry so large. Hold
2: so much on flop too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I think the lead is good. Okay. I I I do think the lead is good. My instinct was that the lead is not good on the king of spades. That was,
2: yes, my um, instinct was the lead was. Not
1: good. But I but I could be incorrect on that. So, um, obviously we can run through the wizard now and see how they see it. Uh, of course we're going to play pure check. That makes sense. And then as you see, he's going to have a double betting strategy of, um, three E or geometric three, which is 116% pot that is going to get him all in by the river. So yeah, pretty close. Um, and then he'll have a quarter size. And you can see that this is just built incredibly linearly, right? Yeah. Uh, With the exception of aces. Aces and kings, they just fit neatly into the small size. Um, So it's the ace-king that actually drives the the large size as far as value goes. Mm -hmm. Um, Ace-king suited pure 3E. Ace-king off, like 80% of it is going 3E here. And then it just goes pretty linear in nature. Ace-queen, slightly less. Ace-jack, slightly less. uh, All the way down. Um, you don't really see too much of the wheel aces coming through here. And I think that's because of the uh, the seven. I think if the seven were small, like uh, five or four or three, then you'd see a little bit more of the wheel aces because they have the backdoor straight draw. Right. You can see instead you're seeing a lot more of um, those middling aces now. Uh, again, it just builds linearly. I'm right? surprised
3: like, at how little Ace X uh, finds a check back here. Just because you think you, you need you to have range, you you need you to can have. range bet this board yeah yeah right?
1: like that's the biggest thing that you can easily take away when you look at the hands that are are doing the most checking yeah it's just under pairs that need no protection so so
2: I guess For like middling like I, I, I,
3: yeah I guess right. I guess maybe I'm I'm thinking it from thinking about it through the lens of a, a single size strategy mm-hmm. where you where you get where you get this board and you just go big better, big better check. check. So now you're that would bucket a lot of. If we single size this, it right. would
1: just be, I think, I mean, I can do it real I quick. I bet there'd
3: be a lot of ace Xs that, that now. No, go I, to
1: check. I, I would bet that it's like a pure range bet for quarter.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, I, I meant if it was big, better, big, better or for or check. Oh, yeah, of course. Right, right, of right. Of course. Right, right, right. right. But
1: you, you can see that already. Like, look at all the ones that are pure orange. Yeah. They would just fit into a check. To
3: a
4: check. They would right. never go
1: up to a, a big bet. That's what, yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah. So you're correct in that. Mm-hmm. Hey man, um, what
4: combinations away. of pocket threes are going off there?
1: It's going to be the one with a club. Yeah. So they're all pure. And these are going to be your future street bluffs threes, see, twos. See, this is fours. the landing special right yeah, here. So, yeah. The,
4: so when you have threes here with a club, you can just go nuts. Yeah.
1: yeah. You just, the, this is part too. of three. Yeah. They just, you just take they're your deuces, worst pairs. Pure. Yeah. You just take your worst pairs and then, um, if one of those worst pairs improves, you just take the next worst pair. Yeah. And, and bluff. you want
3: the three with the club because for two reasons. I think because you could back into a flush, which could be good, and also it your uh, set it, is clean, your right? set is clean. Correct. Yeah. 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 So when you do just drill that three on the turn, oh, it's nice. beautiful. Yeah.
1: Oh, Chi pointed out I actually have the stacked up incorrect. Uh they're two hundred big blinds deep instead of a hundred. Yeah. So one ninety seven. And then there is seven in the pot so the the geometric sizing is gonna be a little bit different um
2: maybe we weren't
1: no it's gonna be like double that uh, a little less probably like 170 that i
3: said 150 see look yeah. at
1: me oh you're right <laughs> 143 brian man you're good
3: yeah i was gonna say because i was like looking at him like i was like if you just bet like slightly over pot you're not gonna get there you it's yeah. not gonna right. be enough
1: yeah, yeah 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 you're right um so yeah uh we'll, we'll just look at it through the geometric lens even though he only Faced pot, right? Because uh, I think it's still going to be the
2: same idea. He same idea. Idea.
1: Yeah. Um, and then if we look at this uh, from the, the hand class perspective, so when we look at second pair, you can see that it's almost zero uh, of the the large sizing. Um, when we actually go back to the range, then uh, how do I get out of here? Here we go. Range. Uh, so there's only king seven. Now in the range, mm-hmm. which is going to drive a lead even more Yeah. on turn, right? It's only king seven and ace king. So it's only the two pair kings, Interesting. even the backdoor spades. Whenever you're this deep, don't want to go large because you just start to fold way too much, right? Like we'll see the reaction now whenever we go large, there's not going to be a lot of calling from the middle and bottom pairs. Look how much folding takes place. Almost wow. 70% of his range is just folding. He just here. Has
3: to fold. Well, he's so wide calling from the button right. to begin with. So...
1: That's right. Big blind. Mm-hmm. So so when we yeah. look at a breakdown Our here. From the big blind, sorry. Right. So when we look at a breakdown here, you can see that second pair mixes uh, like 40-60 between call and raise. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, between call and fold rather. Uh, and the majority of that second pair, as I mentioned, is just going to be strictly spades. So, um, you know, whenever we start to dig into the King X that calls, uh, we can see that like, you know, the, the King X no backdoor um it's a little bit indifferent but the king x of spades is going to be pure and that's going to be the case the whole way through king seven does a fair amount of raising like that's pretty much that in pocket sevens is where the raising range is constructed around um but if you played no raises here i don't think you would lose much ev
2: six off.
1: i imagine that's going to be like a check raise check often it's probably going to be the ace of clubs Yeah. yep so it's specifically built around the ace of clubs which makes a lot of sense. That's going to give you some coverage uh, on a turn club. And then same thing with Ace-8. Here, it's probably going to be just clubs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Um, it's a lot, it's very intuitive in these spots when you face a polarizing action, what your response should be. Uh, what's not intuitive is where the cutoff is, right? So I think too many people peel King X here. Me. Like, like King Jack <laughs> off, for example. Me,
2: and that's why uh, I think I thought the lead was bad because I, right. I don't fold enough King X there.
4: Yeah. Even versus a pot size bet?
2: Because I'm just like, yeah, this board gets range bet for pot. Like, yeah, you just lot. like, it's so
4: good
3: for him that he's just going to bet everything. Yeah, so I have I'm, to call with middle gonna pair. Call him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: I'm gonna but station. like, <laughs> you're like, yeah.
3: it's like, Which, which then, then
2: that
1: messes yeah, up the whole rest right, of the theory. Right. Well, it it should incentivize a lead more. The more King X you you're leveling have. yourself. The more, more King way. X you have, the more, kings, the more you want to lead on a oh, king. Oh, you're right. Because he's yeah. just never betting them yeah right but but what what contorts in your mind is you thought he was
2: well i'm you thinking, thought he was betting too many I'm hands thinking, for pot well no i'm i'm just thinking we go into bluff catching mode and because he's gonna have so many hands that he wants right. for pot that like i don't like i'm just gonna keep yeah. letting him bluff. Well, the thing
3: is is that when the, when the when the big when that pot size bet comes in it's not a range bet right Wait, right, you, you can't bet your whole range pot so right. Like, I so, like, think yeah, if they bet quarter, the then yes, you, export, you call with all like, your kings. It's
2: one of the first boards that people study, and they, they just say big bet on this board, and then and then like, they just do it with everything, see, yeah. You kind of yeah, just yeah, well, see a lot of no, if that's
3: but if that's the case, then you can call with these hands, and that's just an exploit, yeah. But
2: that might just be me projecting,
1: I, right? I think so. Be, because yeah. what's important is that, um, the bluffs come from a non intuitive place,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So, uh, the almost the entire bluffing range has a fair amount of showdown value that it's sacrificing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you pull, You can see I have highlighted here what starts with the geometric size on the flop. It's a lot of 7X, right? So obviously, A7, King7, those are two pair plus. But then you start to choose your weakest sevens and you effectively start bluffing with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, you know, you, you kind of want to lean on the backdoor That's spades. It's
2: kind of weird because, like, wouldn't you want to target, like, 7X to f-
1: well, fold? folds? well sort of but
2: only with uh like i guess it's only spades right
1: they're only calling spades yeah and you're you're taking a mix of them all uh and you can see that it leans heavier on spades it wants you to choose spades so now they never have a seven when they call right which means your trips are clean your Mm -hmm. two pairs are often going to be clean uh that type of stuff um and then you take other hands that have like very little showdown value but some and you bucket them into your bluffs as well and these are the small pocket pairs with a club like deuces and threes are pure bluffs, right? Um, And then if a two or a three comes on the turn, then the next one in line becomes your triple off. Mm -hmm. These are very non-intuitive. People don't easily find this stuff, especially when you're coming from a really wide range like the button. Um, And then obviously the ones that they do find are the broadways, but you can see that like you don't bluff nearly as much as you would think with like these offsuit Broadway combos. Queen Jack is like the one, but Mm. it's also because it still shows down right like yeah it's it still just you get the beats, pair yeah. yeah it still just beats like right bad flush draws yeah whenever you arrive at river sometimes mm-hmm. uh that bluffs a lot more often than queen 10 which bluffs a lot more often than jack 10 And even whenever these ones are bluffing you can see that they're leaning on having one of the backdoor uh cards in their hand right right so it, it, it's very constructed around some level of equity and some desire to uh sacrifice showdown value like the flush draws that you raise, they're not like top pair plus flush, or sorry, the flush draws that you 3E, they're not like top pair plus flush draws. Like, we don't see a lot of ace X of clubs. Uh, there's a little bit, of course, but like once you start to get the higher kickers, it doesn't exist at all. Like, yeah. you're, you're not really firing off with those. Instead, you're picking the high lows, like Jack Deuce of clubs is going off, or like Jack Deuce of spades for the back door is a potential go off. So these are very non intuitive. Yeah. And that's what makes like how you defend against this size so critical because if you're too wide you're just getting obliterated by the like pocket fours pocket threes that find the barrels Mm -hmm. because you can't you can't hold on long enough right um i I I mean maybe you can (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh
1: but yeah i I think like the biggest takeaway here is that like the king x just isn't really in range so now we're going to see a massive asymmetry whenever we arrive at turn uh coming through the call node and, you know, even though King seven of diamonds raises at a pretty high frequency, it's it's kind of fine uh, to continue as a call as well. It's a mix. So now we land on the turn king of spades. I expect there will be some leading. Again, I think it's gonna be like around 30 percent, but maybe it's just going to be like range, especially now that he has no king. Yay. It actually might be range.
3: Yeah. God, wow. Yeah. What the hell? Basically range. Ninety percent leads. So cool. Right. And so and the size is for what? Uh, quarter 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 size what a wizard. yeah because
1: yeah. we're so we're so linear look at look at all of our ace x right yep. this is all very happy to just bet
0: yeah
1: um and you know so are our flush draws everything else the only thing that's checking is we have a little bit of pocket nines with the club that landed on the turn so there's your answer guapo for whatever reason exactly nines
2: and then like, doesn't want to surrender. And then, like i'm guessing nine do suited is like a, a flush draw
1: uh yes yeah so nine deuce of clubs specifically doesn't want to bet but like you know a nine three of clubs but like like, they're flush draws so So if you bet them who cares
3: so on sorry to go back on the flop uh facing that big bet you you are you are continuing with nines with the club only nines with the club
1: yeah only nines with the club and i imagine it's because of um there's no interference Mm -hmm. really from the betting range Mm -hmm. uh so like this hand beats all of the bluffs it, right. It can still two out your opponent at some frequency. Mm-hmm. Tens and, aren't
3: clean cuz he has the queen jack and
1: And the, there's like no there's no real combinations of hands that have like mm-hmm. just the naked nine of clubs in them. Right. Yeah.
3: Looks like there's a little sliver of eights in there.
1: Yeah, but I would imagine with like eights, mm-hmm. sixes and then beyond, mm-hmm. what happens is you start to block bluffs.
3: Okay, yeah. And
1: that's a bad thing right. for these hands where with right. like nines, there's no hand with the nine it's of the clubs in it. The perfect middle
3: in between. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: ace nine of clubs doesn't bet. Right. Right? Uh, King nine with the nine of clubs doesn't bet. Right. So, whenever those hands don't bet this size, now all of a sudden, like, we totally unlock all of their bluffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might not have any value blocks, but that doesn't really make any difference, right. right? We're just kind of looking to peel a two outer.
2: That is a very, I feel like you just don't see this, like, of a strategy
1: so very often. Let's see what happens whenever the turn is the seven in spades instead. Right. I would suspect this is going to be like a pure check. or at least a high frequency. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yep. Look at that. It just switches. It just completely flop flips from wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we lead seven and a half percent of the time Mm -hmm. and you can see we're not really accomplishing all that much here. Mm -hmm. Um, we're really building the strategy around like queen six of, of clubs for -hmm. instance. Uh, you know, so it's building a strategy basically around our flush draws and the fact that we have some seven X, um, and again, if it's not the seven of spades, I think we'll lead a lot more because that principle that I was speaking about with the king of spades, it actually applies to the seven, not to the king, right? So if we have the seven of hearts come off, I think we're going to lead like maybe double this amount. I'm just speculating, but... Oh, no, no. It's, it's zero. It's zero. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see what happens if it's a non-spade king. It, let's test that, uh, okay. that theory that I had. If the king of spades is better or worse for leads... So turn King of Hearts. Now we go from mix. Oh, yeah, wow! Yeah. So the King Spades is the best King to lead. It that's is crazy. Yeah. The fifteen le- percent differential. You still yeah, lead a lot. You lead seventy-five
3: percent with the with the offsuit King. But uh, so your yeah. point
1: of them being the uh, I guess this is particularly relevant whenever you're at depth mm-hmm. because now he's not even really betting that much of the the King X backdoors. Uh uh-huh. mm-hmm. Uh, so your point of um kind of unblocking his king x right whenever it's a non-spade mm-hmm. is relevant yeah, right
3: right because now he he can't he's not betting those you know he's not betting the uh yeah the king with the back door
1: right the biggest the biggest takeaway here though is that bill was absolutely correct we have such a high asymmetry in king x yeah. that we get basically get to play a range lead here uh his sizing was a little bit small but quarter pot is what we want to go for That's and then whenever we look doing. at the response by imposition it does play raise uh, about seventeen percent of the time, but it's really centered around uh, very strong value. So like full houses, six,
2: six five six four are clubs.
1: Uh, yeah, clubs and spades. Or sorry, just spades. spades. Just spades. Clubs don't bet the flop. Oh right. The the small flush draws uh, want to protect themselves. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, like you'll see uh, him choose a lot of his backdoor draws will now come into play as potential raises, um, and then. Uh, like some of his gut shots with no draw that unblock your bluffs, like jack 10 of hearts, jack 10 of diamonds. This one's utilized. But the vast majority of the strategy is driven by the fact that pocket sevens has to pure raise. It -hmm. needs to protect itself. And then ace king wants to put as much money as possible in versus your polar range. Uh Um, So, you know, whenever he does choose raise, it's going to be for the two e size. And that's going to obviously start to fold out a lot of your... Uh, showdown driven hands. So you can see that a lot of the ace X now becomes very indifferent. Uh obviously the full houses are very happy to to put in like a third bet here. A seven
2: yeah. blocking boats.
1: Right. Right. So like well, you have a boat. Oh no no, no, no you're you're right. You're right. You're you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, A seven becomes counterf- our bluff. Yeah you, yes. you got counterfeited. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. seven yeah. becomes our bluff. Three pair. Um with the three, three pair. Three,
3: three pair strong.
2: Three right. pair bo- boat block.
1: Right. Yep. And then that mixes with um a little bit of ace jack which I guess is for value. And then like all of our offsuit kings are where we come for the three bet value range. Uh, basically like saying if you have trips here, you just stack mm-hmm. in spite of the fact that his range is mostly built around boats. Uh, it doesn't really matter because your king X needs protection against all of the equitable hands that are drawing. Yeah, um, It doesn't really serve all that well as a two street bluff catcher, I guess. Uh, and it's kind of crazy because we're, we're <laughs> constructing our raising range with no nuts. So our King Seven boats are just playing call, mm-hmm. pure call, both spots, while uh, taking the hands of block King Seven and putting in uh, a, a big raise. So yeah, it's all very, very interesting whenever you dig into the weeds, but getting back to the simple takeaway here, we do get to play lead if we were to check, which uh, obviously we very rarely do you can see that the bet only comes through, like we said, about a third of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's it's pretty much constructed around the same hands that we'd be choosing to raise. It gets a little bit more linear where like Ace Queen can now bet when checked to, but would otherwise just call when led into. Uh, and I think that that's one of the biggest driving forces behind this lead, why you get to lead all of your Ace X. Because whenever this strategy now plays out to completion and we lead small and call, and then the turn is just, you know, like an offsuit. Whoops, that's not offsuit. Let's say it's like an offsuit deuce brick. Um, what you'll find now is we go into bluff catch mode with all of our ace uh-huh.
0: Uh
1: or with, with our weakest ones, right? Oh, yeah. We just block again with like our linear aces, ace jack down to like ace eight is basically the cutoff, and then everything else just like pretty much wants to play check. Mm-hmm. We don't really have big bets. Uh, we have this three hundred percent size, and it's kind of only utilized with uh, some of our kings. King X sparingly. Damn,
2: 4-3 going off.
3: Yeah, just turn that gutter.
1: Yeah, I think like it makes sense to just eliminate the three X pot and just leave it as quarter or jam. Um and what you'll see is like the King X will just be in all all nodes. It'll check, it'll bet small, it'll jam, uh, it'll do a whole bunch of stuff. Uh like King Ten is one that we use to protect our ace X blocks. Uh that way we don't get raised too often in position by, like, a hand, like, ace-queen. That's really the intention, right? Is right. that ace-10 Ace, Ace 10, um, can draw value out of portions of our opponent's bluff-catching range, which will mostly be ace-x, um, but it doesn't get raised by ace-jack or ace-queen. Mm-hmm. That's, like, pretty critical. Um, and then same thing with, like, our king X. We want to just, like, you know, kind of jam and force ace-queen into indifference. Like, when we jam, I imagine... Uh, it's going to be his king x and ace x that is uh very indifferent yeah so like he doesn't really have any king x to call so he has to like start falling back on his ace x so now like ace queen ace jack ace 10 all of these hands are indifferent uh they just don't really get to do anything um ten except seven. Ten Seven of spades is uh i guess blocking king seven which is very important yeah um yeah Bucking king seven off uh so yeah I, I would imagine that some of our jam range comes from the 7x region um the strong 7x region i guess but yeah pretty interesting spot blocks pocket sevens obviously Although pocket sevens will pure check and trap on the end um <clears throat> yeah i'm not i'm not really sure what about 10 7 in
0: Weird, particular because yeah, there
1: isn't much in the 7x i wonder
0: if it's the t- in-
1: uh, yeah, it could be. It, it could definitely be coming from the, the 10x portion um, since we are jamming king-ten suited some, but not, not king-ten of spades, not off-suit. Uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting why 10-7 calls. Yeah, I'm like not really sure because it's exactly 10-7 <laughs> of spades. Yeah. Oh, it's probably, yeah, that's what it is. King 10 it's because we spade. jam king-ten with, uh, with, with no spade without the 10 of spades okay um i guess we jam it with the 10 of spades some so like just that removal i imagine has some sort of impact here
0: yeah
1: uh anyway pretty interesting spot because i think the the knee jerk reaction was similar to yours where yeah. turn lead is just like I had not a totally thing opposite,
2: mm-hmm. but that's really cool
1: yeah uh i think that this is one of those instances where Um, You look at a board texture like Ace-King-7, very static, very favorable to the preflop aggressor, but both ranges are very wide also, right? Right. We're talking about button versus big blind. And at this depth, you have to curate a very specific strategy that is fitted to be three streets all in. Mm -hmm. That's usually devoid of the middle card. And this can extrapolate out to other strategies, right? like You can now infer that on different textures that bottom card pairing is going to be more favorable for out of position yeah so uh a I good think ag-
2: it's maybe more ep versus than um button.
1: um maybe, maybe. I, I don't think on this particular texture it's going to make
2: too not much difference one, but like high middle low like high low low
1: yeah i think you're going to look at something like um like queen ten seven uh, where the seven pairs, mm-hmm. we're gonna have a lot of coverage there. Mm-hmm. Where they're just not really gonna, especially if you're talking like EP first yeah, big blind, yeah, they're just gonna be pretty devoid of that. Yeah. Uh, so now that seven becomes a pretty good block spot for us, and that's a really important um principle to take away from this. Is we you know we had an episode last week about when to donk lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a great example of it. Mm-hmm. It's when a single card pairing or some some particular card that's a low frequency to come out shifts the equities so drastically in favor of one range that all of a sudden we expect there to be a lot of checking taking place from the previously aggressive range. Right. Right. And that's exactly what's happening here is if you think about the range as a shape, um, or a pie chart if you will, uh, there's only a tiny little sliver of in positions range that possesses a king. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the overall composition of the out of positions range, now all of a sudden like maybe one third of it is king X. And that's really important whenever that card pairs. Now, you could say the same thing about the out-of-positions range when the ace pairs. Like, well, you know, a huge chunk of the out-of-positions range is ace right? True. So, same, same holds true for in-position, though. Right? Yeah. So much of in-position's range is constructed out of ace So, it's going
2: to be less leads.
1: There'll be zero leads. Zero. For sure.
0: Yeah.
1: For sure, it'll be zero leads, and it probably won't even be a very aggressive check-raising strategy. Because when know. we look at the composition of, like, what wants to bet geo size on the flop for imposition it's solely driven by the strongest ace Mm x like that's the value that we're constructing everything off of and then from there we move into well how are we going to bluff then to to uh manipulate this and it's gonna be like wheel cards and you know all kinds of stuff
2: the fantastic four
1: that's right the fantastic four is always in the mix you know Mm -hmm. how it goes if you guys (laughs) would like to submit your own in the muck be sure to head over to our discord channel you can find that link on our Solve for Y Twitter page. It's the pinned comment at Solve for Y TV. Uh, we have a whole forum set up for in the muck. We always enjoy user submissions. And on top of that, not only will you get our feedback here, but you'll get the feedback from the community at large. The Discord is, uh, they go hard, man. They go hard. There was a lot. I couldn't even get through all the discussion mm-hmm. on this I'm particular sure
2: there was. It's actually a super interesting spot. Like, that was cool.
1: Yeah. I, I always think it's fun. To find these little nuances that seem a little bit against the grain uh, of the way we think about yeah. a spot. Well,
2: because it really applies to so many other spots and how it narrows, how it narrows, and how the equities shift. Like, and it's um, it's a little unintuitive because it's, you just think, "Oh, card good for range," but right. then like it actually when you narrow it down to which suits and which cards actually call, like it, it's so different what you think
1: exactly mm-hmm. that that's precisely why i think this is so fascinating not because it's this scenario where you can re-aggress on ace king seven ace king five whatever that's really unimportant if you if you miss this lead whatever yeah you know if you lock this to just pure check whatever you're, yeah. you're not giving up a ton of ev it's not that big of a deal the point you hit home on though that i think is so fucking critical is this exact spot can teach you the framework for how to donk lead on board pairs, mm-hmm. right? Because it's, it's so illuminating the disparity between how much King X we have versus how much King X our opposition has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That now we can identify that in the wild and find scenarios where it's like, oh, they just don't have bottom pair here ever. Yeah. yeah. And we have a fair amount of it.
2: It's so like, like, it's easy to just kind of like take the lazy route and be like, they have a lot of this. Right. But then when you actually think about it, it's it's like, oh, it's actually the opposite. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And this is a spot that I used to mess up. Not that I used to bet King X big in position. I, I don't think I ever really got that wrong, mm. but out of position, I was kind of like you, where it was like, I wasn't really being all that critical uh, with what, ki- like I was just defending linearly. Yeah. I would just call King just Jack like, and like have, fold King seven. Or fold I King call. six. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, okay, well, King six is going to be really hard to realize the EV on, so yeah. I'll just fold it. But like, King Jack is King Jack. Mm-hmm. But you forget, like, how they intertwine with the ranges. Like, well, King Jack also blocks some of his bluffs in Jack 10. Mm-hmm. So better be King Jack with the Jack of Clubs. Right. That you choose. And now it becomes incredibly suit dependent.
3: Yeah, yeah it's amazing it's like, oh, how, okay. how much the suits matter. Like, pay attention to your suits, boys and girls, because
0: in they this matter particular a ton. spot, it's, yeah. it's,
3: it's,
1: very, it's very unique. But in this mm-hmm. particular spot, if you are holding a hand, that is not ace x almost the entirety of that non ace x range is going to possess two spades or one club Mm yeah almost entirely there's a little sliver of like the king ten of hearts that calls king ten of diamonds that calls or like the king seven of diamonds that slow plays Mm -hmm. but outside of that it's almost entirely that your range is going to be comprised of two spades or a pair plus a club
2: right Uh,
1: which it's it's nice whenever you can actually be that clear right yeah it's like the the
2: polar bet narrows your range down a lot which also and it also narrows their range and then you can kind of a lot of times it's like especially button versus big blind so wide you don't really get that right level of narrowing
1: right this this spot would have been even simpler to look at if we were looking at like ep versus big blind yeah um because now uh, he's almost certain to be pure betting flop and just only mixing between the, the geometric size and small. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but he has way fewer candidates to choose from. So now like both of those ranges are really concentrated, you know?
0: Right.
1: But yeah, pretty interesting spot. I appreciate uh, Bill and Chi and everybody Thanks, else Bill. who uh, submitted this one. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, for the second time this week, we are not going to get to the topic in the title. That's okay. We're Reddit, we're doing you, great. this poor Reddit. I honestly <laughs> it makes me so happy because it's such a it's such a fail safe, right? Like yeah. it's there
3: mm-hmm.
1: as as basically a tangent. Right. You know? Like yeah. oh, here here's your I tangent. I if I'm
2: on we're not like we're if not we going to need uh I'm any pretty sure tangent Tuesday, fillers. Because, I'm pretty sure
3: Tuesday was the other time we it did was, this. Yeah. <laughs> because
2: I just right. I will t- I am a tangent. Mm-hmm. I'm right. a human tangent.
3: Yeah. If we run out of tangents, we have Reddit. Just,
2: just say, "Hey Melissa, what are you thinking about?" and I'll just say whatever the fuck. Right. You
3: know i leaned into it this time if i had just ignored the first
1: sentence of uh, moon. virgo moon and whatever <laughs> yeah. like we were for like, sure we're,
0: we're just it. Yeah. we're
1: on to reddit right, right. now yeah. for sure yep but uh another day
0: another
2: you day. know uh,
1: always another day we will name one more episode somewhere down the line tell me your wreck without telling me somewhere somewhere maybe next week who knows uh that's gonna do it for us Taste Thursday, right? Yep. Okay. We're going to be back tomorrow with the final episode of the week. We are going to have our own little award ceremony ceremony, um, as a precursor to Saturday's GPI awards. We've been running some polls for the last few weeks, some categories we wanted you all to vote on. So we're going to announce those awards tomorrow. I don't know if we have a name for them or not. That's that's up to The the executive producer uh our our in-house conspiracy theorist. Um tentatively we're gonna be at noon tomorrow, but there's a chance to have a starting seat, in which case we'll be at six PM Just be sure to pay attention to all of our socials. You guys will find out as soon as we know uh that's at only friends pod or sorry at only friends underscore pod. Be sure to give us a follow if you haven't already. Like, subscribe leave us a comment let us know what you think about uh your virgin moon and uh Virgin we'll, Moon virgin, we'll see you guys all tomorrow. So <laughs> peace